What it do, baby? Yes, sir. It's your boy, Big Zoo. Welcome to the Time to Jets podcast. Beautiful people. And, oof, that was a tough game. That was a really tough game. And before I get into it, I just want to let you guys know that if you need to vent, if you have a place where you want to just let it all out, (laughs) you know, Whatever you thought about this game, whatever you picked out, whatever you took out of it, if you took something out of it outside of uh, negativity, let me know. I definitely want to hear the positive takes out of this game. I've definitely found some, but there's not a lot. So hit me up on the Twitter machine if you need to vent, if you need to let it all out. At Zoobeard77, I'm on there all night, all day, 24-7. 365 days a year so get at me over there and of course you know what it is you're listening on apple you're listening on spotify you're listening on amazon please hit that subscribe button give us a five star rating those things put food on the table they make sure the roof's over the head they keep the electric going they make sure that my dog is able to eat so we appreciate that all the time. Thank you guys for listening. And, uh, you know, that's always that's always number one, you guys. And I just want to leave that out there because this might uh, this might shock you, but this was a very, very, very tough game to watch. From start to finish, just an absolutely abysmal performance from an offense that, I mean... Listen, we had questions about the offensive line coming into this game. I got to be honest with you. The offensive line was far from the issue in this game. Greg Van Rotten might be terrible. Greg Van Rotten might be an absolute liability at the right guard position. But outside of him, I thought the offensive line had a decent day. And I'm not going to not gonna take too many shots over at them. And honestly, like... Like I said, they were far from the biggest issue today. The running game, not terrible today. It was uh, respectable for what it was last week. Still nowhere near what it needs to be. The issue today, and this is uh, this is not good, people. This is actually really terrible. This is about as bad as it can get. The issue today was... A rookie quarterback, Zach Wilson, going out there and playing one of the worst games of football that I might have ever seen from a quarterback at certain points in time. I mean, he looked completely lost out there. That third interception that he threw before the end of the half was one of the worst interceptions that I've ever seen thrown. I mean, the balls that he was putting out there just had no zip on him. The Pats knew exactly what he was doing pretty much every play. I, It wasn't good. This was a really, really bad performance from Zach. I mean, he ends up with decent numbers. He ends up with 19 for 33, 210 yards. But those four picks, add that all together, and you get a QBR of 37. Now, listen, I'm not a big whatever analytics guy. I don't really even know how the hell you calculate QBR. I just know what it's out of, and I know 150 is pretty much the best you could get. And 37 is 
pretty damn far from 150. Let's just put it like that. I, I'm disgusted. <laughs> I'm absolutely disgusted in the performance of this, this offense today. I mean, I started off by saying the offensive line did a good job, and they did. Zach having a terrible game is mostly on him, but it didn't start out that way. It started out with Corey Davis. I mean, not necessarily being responsible for two interceptions, but the second one was 100% his fault. That ball should have been caught, and if not caught, it should have been brought down. There's no way that ball should be getting through his hands and picked off. But that's beside the point right now. The first interception thrown, it's a 50-50 ball. Not a great decision by Zach. That's where you can start making the questions about Zach Wilson. Corey Davis, unfortunately, tries to make the decision of keeping it up and making the play alive, but it gets picked off. (laughs) And it's just one of those... mm, It's one of those things that just get pissed off and there's nothing you could do about it. There's really nothing you can do about how poorly, how piss poorly this team played today. They came out firing on defense only for this offense to just take a, just take an absolute massive turd in the middle of the field on the 50-yard line. I mean, is there? there's no other way I could really describe it. It's, it's disappointing. I'm... <laughs> I'm disgusted. I I don't know if these players feel as disgusted as I do. I've read through a lot of their comments in the postgame. I listened to a few of them as well. It seems like they all understand this was, uh, you know, a terrible performance. And as professionals and as just players of a sport, as competitors, as human beings, they know this performance was abysmal today in front of a crowd that was ready to roar for you in front of a crowd that was ready to explode for you, in front of a crowd that was ready to give you everything, and a fan base that was ready to believe in something happening right now, a groundswell of Robert Sala, Zach Wilson, this team finally getting a little, little bit of hope. You know, maybe, maybe we're going to have a season here. Maybe we're not going to be 0-12, Come the end of the year. Maybe we're not going to be rooting to go fully defeated. Maybe we're not going to be hoping that we're going to be getting a number one draft pick so we can go get a quarterback either this year or next year. Now that's a question that can still be, that's a question that can still be answered. And Zach Wilson can make changes to that question. Zach Wilson is not done by any, any means necessary. He is nowhere near the end of his leash. Because this is a, it's a bad game here. We're reacting to it. He had some terrible throws. He also made some nice throws. But his ball looked like it didn't have much zip on it at times. And as the game went along and he started to lose a little bit of confidence, you saw him start to run around a lot. You started to see him make some bad decisions. And you started to make see him not get the ball out of his hand quickly, which is something he was doing in the beginning, which maybe led to those first two picks, but it's something that's good. The point is, 
this team absolutely just killed off the entire, entire buzz that was built around them. This is a, I mean, I feel today to me feels the same way that I felt at the end of the Knicks playoff run. The same way that I feel at the end of any type of season. It's like, wow. Okay. So this is, uh, this is it. All right. This is what, this is what happened. And I know that there's more coming and obviously it's only week two. There's so much more that we're going to see out of this team. There's so much more good things we're going to see out of this team that, you know, right now we just can't see because it's very early and we're clouded by what just was one of the most disrespectful to the fans home openers that I've ever watched. But this, this type of a loss, this type of a loss is, is, it's terrible. You had an opportunity. You had an opportunity today to grab this fan base and take them with you. You had an opportunity as Rob, Robert Sala had an opportunity today to make a statement to the NFL, to the AFC, to the AFC East, to New England, Bill Belichick. He had a chance to say, I'm here. And you know what? We're going to put up a fight every time we come out here. We're going to play a professional football game, and we're going to be ready to go. We're going to be well coached. We're going to call quality plays. And regardless of final score, we're going to be right there with you every single week throughout this entire season. Because that's what you wanted to see out of this group. You want to see fight. You want to see them getting better. You want to see them making proper plays. You want to see them have good fundamentals. And today, the fundamentals were off offensively, at least for Zach Wilson. I mean, give credit to the Pats defense. Their secondary played great. But the fact that almost every time you looked at a play develop, a pass play develop, there was nobody open. It, it, it's it, it's abysmal on the part of Zach, but it's also abysmal on the part of the wide receivers. And Braxton Berrios, full credit to him, seven catches, 73 yards. Elijah Moore, four catches, 47 yards. Both of those guys were making plays. They were doing things. Moore got open on a nice, uh, I, would, I assume it's a blown coverage, but he made a nice little grab there for 20 plus and Barrios was just making a lot of things happen with his feet and yards after catch. He he's very impressive. I got to give a lot of credit to Braxton Barrios. He's doing a lot of good things this year that are making him look invaluable for this team going forward. And I mean, in general, even if he doesn't end up being a jet, he's going to be somebody that's going to be on a roster in the NFL because he's just, he can play the slot very well. He's a return guy, he returns punts and kickoffs, hard worker, he seems like, and just knows how to get himself in the right places to be open for a quarterback. Very impressive player, I I got to say. I didn't have very much hopes for him coming into the season, but two games in, he's looking like possibly, <laughs> it's crazy, but maybe the second best receiver on this team and a guy that they absolutely need to make sure that is here next year. But outside of those two guys, 
Corey Davis had a pathetic game. Corey Davis, two catches, eight yards. I already mentioned he was involved in the two interceptions. I mean, the one that goes right through his hands, that's just that's just absolutely pathetic. I mean, come on, Corey, man. What are you doing? Like, you got to be way better than that, bro. We're paying you an ungodly amount of money for you to be Corey Davis, man. We need you to be Corey Davis, the number one receiver. We can't have you being Corey Davis the guy that people have questions about the guy that people don't really think is a number one receiver. And you had a chance after a good week one to solidify yourself and be that option. And by doing what you did today, it's not like you just had two catches for eight yards and it was just a, not a great performance. It was two catches for eight yards and you were involved in two interceptions and I'm sorry, but directly freaking responsible for one. That's just unacceptable. Unacceptable stuff for a number one receiver on this team and a guy that a rookie quarterback is supposed to rely on. And a guy that when your rookie quarterback can't rely on him, you see what happens. I mean, you you see what happened to Zach Wilson when he realized or clicked in his head, holy crap. I can't throw the ball to Corey Davis because every time I'm throwing the ball to Corey Davis, it's getting picked off. So he decides to, oh my gosh, just just not make good decisions with the ball. I mean, having three of your first 10 passes picked off, that's just, that ain't it, Chief. That ain't it, man. And and I, I gave the receivers their blame. I gave them their credit. This this lies on Zach Wilson. This lies on LaFleur. This lies on Salah to a degree. This just, this is something that cannot happen. You cannot come out in front of this home crowd and have this type of a performance and have Zach Wilson look as unprepared, as frightened by the moment, as thrown off by the Patriots as he did. And I mean, you get quotes after the game. You get quotes from Zach Wilson after the game. I have to do better. Yeah. No no kidding. You have to do better. That's And I get he's young, and some of these quotes I, I might be taking, you know, a little bit out of, but you, you got to be better than that, man. You do. You got to do better, yeah. But you know what? You didn't do better, and right now there's a really, really low, low morale that you need to pick up as the – unfortunately for you as a young man – you're the face of this franchise, so you're not going to have that time to just be like, oh, you know, hey, it was a tough day. I'm going to be better next time. It's like, you know what, buddy? You need to let us know that you're going to be better next time. Not that, hey, I have to be better. I got to do better. You know, you, you haven't gotten there yet. You need to be better. And it was a tough day today. This is the first tough day in, I mean, not really the first tough day. I mean, last week was a tough day too. So it wasn't even the first tough day in the NFL for him. But yeah, you know what, Zach? You do got to be better. That's, that's all. I'll leave it at that. The, the quote with him that got me going, and I like this one. Let me Let me know if you guys enjoy this one too. You have to keep that swag and mojo every week. Now, you absolutely need to keep that swag and mojo every single week. I mean, I live that life. That's my, that's my mantra, as they say. But 
when your swag and mojo that you have this week is booty and the swag that you had from last week is booty juice, well, then you do not need to be getting yourself any of that swag and mojo carrying over because it ain't doing nothing but bad things for you and this team. There was no swag and mojo. The second half of last week was very good. You want to keep that rolling? Go ahead. There's no swag and mojo losing 19-14 to to Carolina. There's no swag and mojo. The defense might have some swag and mojo. Your offense doesn't have any. That offense that didn't do damn near anything against Carolina for a majority of the drives in the game has no swag and mojo. So please do not start talking about swag and mojo until you show that this offense can have swag and mojo and that there is somebody on this team that is able to go out there offensively and make a play happen. That's name isn't Corey Davis. And when you put two guys on him is able to still do a little bit of something. There's nobody here that is explosive enough to get away from a corner. There is nobody here right now that is able, that is running routes that are good enough to get off of these corners. And you have a quarterback who is willing to put the ball wherever the hell you tell him his first read is. And when he doesn't do that, guess what? He's going to be rolling out and half the time he might look like Pat Mahomes. And I get what Tony Romo means. When Zach Wilson is on the run throwing the ball, boy, he looks good. I mean, I was I was shocked. I was shocked by some of the throws he was completing out there today on the run. But when he is sitting in that pocket, boy, is he one of the... Oof, that was one of the worst games I've ever seen out of a guy in the pocket that was able to do what he did on the run. I mean, good God. Good God. How in the world... How in the world does that even happen? Swag and mojo, swag and mojo. Come on, man. It's not time to give up on Zach Wilson. It's far from it. The kid's got a long season ahead of him, and he's going to be playing. It's unfortunate, though, that he doesn't have a veteran behind him for in a game like today to come in, one, and two, Give him a little bit advice after that first pass gets tipped and intercepted. After that second pass goes through Corey Davis's hand. Instead of having Mike White on that damn bench just looking like a mother effing, like just, just nothing. I mean, the guy's nothing, nothing. You need to have somebody in here who can help the kid out. That's part of it, too. There's a lot, a lot of frustration in this damn game. Oh, my gosh. Every time I think I'm getting calm, all of a sudden something else pops into my head that just makes me lose it a little bit. And backup quarterback is one of those things that over the offseason I was, oh, I was disgusted at the fact that we didn't bring anybody in. And now you're seeing the benefits reaped by not bringing in a veteran quarterback to reap to be right behind Zach Wilson. You know, we'll see, but we'll see. We'll see how Zach is able to adjust. Hopefully LaFleur is able to uh, give him that, a little bit of advice and knowledge, I guess, <laughs> that a veteran QB would be bringing because 
I'm not sure who you're going to bring in right now and how quickly they're going to be able to help out. But today, I think, showed that the backup quarterback position is something that needs to be addressed. Um, Mike White's not going to cut it. I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm done with that for the day. I'm on to the next thing. And on to the next thing is Robert Sala. Robert Sala's comments today on Zach Wilson. He said he was a little bit off. No kidding. Absolutely no kidding. He was off. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's saying it as bad, as lightly as you could possibly say anything ever in the world. It's about as light as you could say. Number two, I like this comment here for sure. On Wilson's game, he said he needs to be able to play or he needs to be okay with playing a boring game of football. Rob, coach, that was a boring game of football today. Let me tell you, he played a boring game of football. It just happened to be he played an awful game of boring football. <laughs> that wasn't fun football. They weren't. That wasn't electric football. That wasn't, you know, oh, wow, going up and down and, you know, throwing three picks and losing 31 to 45. That was losing 25 to 6. That was a disgrace on a home opener with so much, so much put on it, so much invested into it, so much fan interest and so much fan happiness. Like, people were genuinely happy going to that game. I was genuinely happy when I was getting ready to watch this game. Like, as the clock's ticking down, it's 12.30, 12.45. I'm like, wow. You know, I'm really, I, I can't wait. I don't remember the last time I've been this excited to see a Jet game. That crowd, the new era, you know, there's no expectations of this season being a playoff year. But you know what? This was a big game in terms of establishing a culture and making a statement to the league that we are here. That we're not the Jets of Adam Gase. We are the Jets of Robert Sala and Joe Douglas. Unfortunately, that, that that completely did not happen, and that opportunity is squandered forever. So now there needs to be a buildup. The honeymoon era is gone. <laughs> the honeymoon era is over, in my opinion, with this current team. There's definitely still going to need to be an understanding that this isn't a playoff team and they never were going to be a playoff team. That expectation should be held true. But I think now we need to start looking at this team as potentially a bottom five team in the league, getting a top five pick in this next in this upcoming NFL draft and what is going to happen with that pick and what's going to happen this offseason. It's time to put on the... The old scouting caps again, guys. Dust them off. We're not done yet. We're not even close. We're definitely going to have a little bit more uh, more work to do because, yeah, today proved that there's a big difference between what the Patriots are doing 
and what they have built over there and what we have over here. And there's a long way to go. But one thing Salah said that I agreed with was that the defense went out there today and balled out because they absolutely did. This defense, I felt so bad watching this game as a guy who loves defense, who loves watching defensive players go at it. And just, I I miss the days when everything wasn't a pass interference and everything wasn't a roughing a passer. And there was a little bit more ability to play defense, but that's another conversation for another day. This defense deserved way better than what they got from that offense today. They only allowed 260 yards. Part of that is because, I mean, (laughs) there wasn't a lot of yardage to go for the Patriots a lot of the time to get anywhere and score. But they held this team to nine first downs, 159 yards passing, 101 yards rushing. I mean, you look up and down, a lot of guys showed up, showed out, did great jobs in coverage. I mean, Michael Carter was one of the most impressive guys in the secondary today, in my opinion. Bryce Hall did a good job in coverage. But Michael Carter, the way he was coming up on these little out passes, these screens, these swings, he was just doing things that, Honestly, I didn't think that we had a, a corner that was able to do these things, but he he showed out, and I'm very impressed with him. That's one really positive that came out of today. Marcus May, I just need to make sure I say this. Marcus May reminded everybody why he's a leader on this team, why he's a leader on his defense, and why he should be a captain and he should have a contract already extended, but... We'll see what the Jets do there because you know what? Who knows? Who knows if they need Marcus May? You know, right? Six tackles, a sack, pass defended. I know he had a tough horse collar at the end of the game, but the guy plays his, his ass off, and he deserves to be here. He wants to be here. He 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 played with the emotion of what the crowd wanted. He played with the emotion of Jet fans in Jet Live Stadium who were trying to will this team to do more than what they were capable of today. He actually went out there and personified that. Marcus May deserves to be on this team long-term. He needs to get a contract extension. Uh, I'll leave it at that for now. We'll keep getting into that as the year goes on, but today was a big step for him in terms of doing that because he's heart, man. He's heart. Quinn Williams, one tackle today. He was a little bit more active in that first half, the first and second quarter, specifically in the beginning of the second quarter. I mean, he shows you in bursts. He shows you in little pieces the guy that you believe that he can be. And then he just reverts to not not anything like what he can be. He shows you that he can be a top five lineman. And then he reverts to being a guy who eats blocks and is comfortable just doing that. Instead of being a game wrecker, which he can do, he just eats up blocks and allows other guys to make plays when he can make that play in the backfield or maybe make a little pass rush instead of just sitting back. His brother, however, Quincy, Quincy had a good game, five tackles, 
And I got to tell you something. He made a play on a swing route that they threw where he popped the crap out of the guy, man. I, I forget who the receiver was on the play, but he absolutely leveled him. And I, I had to take, I had to take note of that. I was like, wait, hold on a second. Who is that? Cause I knew it wasn't Mosley and I knew it wasn't May. I knew it wasn't Carter actually at that point who I was looking for. I was, I was expecting it to be him and it wasn't. And I see, and it's Quincy Effin Williams. And I'm like, wow, this guy's out here making plays. This defense is really, really turning up. You know what I mean? Jonathan Franklin Myers, a guy I highlighted in the pregame as somebody to watch coming in, had a big game last week versus the Panthers. Three tackles, another sack added to that tally this week. I mean, I think we can start to say Jonathan Franklin Myers is developing into a pass rusher in this league who, you know what, might see himself in double digits this season. I'm going to put myself on record as saying that right now. Obviously, we throw out the disclaimer, and it's a weak disclaimer if I do say so myself, but I will take it. That as long as he's healthy, but I think he'll get over 10 sacks this year. He is that good of a player. And you know what? It was great to see him do his thing out there because that was another positive out of this game. The defense was a humongous positive out of this game. And another dude who has been really impressive. And I was really happy when they signed him. I thought it was a signing that went really under the radar, but one that was going to help this team drastically and that's Sheldon Rankins who went out there he got two tackles a sack he's a vet on that D line on the interior line you could tell he's making an impact with those guys and just raising their level of play along with CJ Mosley who had a hell of a game today as well just going all over the field making play after play after play it was nice to see two vets out there leading in defense, but Sheldon Rankins in the post game had maybe the comment of the day and for sure. And possibly of the last, you know, eight years for the jets. And that is to change a culture is not easy, especially for a culture that has been lost for a long time. And He's absolutely right. As harsh as it is to accept, as harsh as it is to say, this Jets team, uh, it's not Jets team, but this Jets organization has been in peril for a long time. They haven't been respectable for a long time. It's going to take a little while to get back. And there does need to be that understanding and Sheldon is a hundred percent right there. And it's great to hear a veteran say things like that because it keeps the locker room together. It shows that, you know what? Hey, we're trying to do something here. We're not just going to give you a BS answer and tell you, Hey, we gave it our all today and we're going to be out next week and give it our all, you know, you're not just going through the motions, moving your mouth just for habit. You know, just to make sure that you're getting your paycheck at the end of the day. You're going out there and you're letting people know we're building something. You're taking accountability. I take this as Sheldon Rankin stepping into a leadership role on this team. And I like that. I'm happy that he's taken that. I was hoping that he would have taken it earlier when I seen him get signed. But you know what? He's a guy who's saying something like that. I hope now 
he's able to get through to some of these dudes and let them know, hey, this, whatever's going on, whatever is happening in your head, you need to drop it, you need to let it go, because it's time to ball, and it's time to start making this culture happen, man, because this thing's not going to be built in a day, but it's going to be built in two lifetimes if we don't work hard right now. I think that's the kind of guy Sheldon Rankins is. I think that's what he's trying to say there. I have a feeling that's Robert Sala's belief as well, and it's nice to see his players buying into it. You always want to see players buying into what their coach is saying because after a game like today, a veteran on defense like Sheldon Rankins is who has no ties to this organization, who has only been here for two games, he could have came out and bashed his team. He could have came out and bashed that offense, especially the way that that defense played today and he could have got himself a trade right out of town to a contender or to whoever the hell else but he wouldn't have had to been here anymore he could have done that he didn't he chose to take this step and i think that shows a lot about robert sala i think that should give us a lot of hope a lot of faith even though it's a terrible time right now it's a really awful day And the confidence level in this team is really low for this season. The confidence level in Zach Wilson is very low right now, although I don't think that we can give up on him. That's something that you really can't do right now. But it's it's just tough, and I feel it, guys. But we'll get through it. I'm going to give you my three takeaways real quick, and then we'll wrap it up. And then you guys can let me know how you all feel on the Twitter machine at Zubeard77. Of course, all the time I'm there for you, okay? Whenever you need your little Dr. Zoo, just hit me up. Takeaway number one, though. That Rankins quote, I think it means a lot. I hope that we look back on what he said at the end of the season and we say, okay, okay, I see what he meant at that point in time. I hope we look back on that quote midway through next season and we can see what he meant. I hope we can look back on his quote in five years and say that was the turning point for this team. That blowout loss to the Patriots was the turning point for this team because that's when they realized, that's when we all realized that this culture absolutely has to change, and in order to change it, you need to work, and you need to get better, and you need to make sure you're doing your job to the best of what you can. Number two takeaway for today, Zach Wilson and that Jets offense needs a lot, a lot more work. They need to figure out how to get guys open. They need to be a little bit more creative. They also need to know what's working for them early in the game and go with it. Don't just go with what you have on a game plan. If you have guys breaking off eight, ten 12-yard rushes every time they're touching the ball, don't overthink it. Get them the ball a couple of times. Move the ball. Set yourself up. Keep the O-line feeling positive. The O-line played a great game outside of Greg Van Rotten, who was awful. And I, I'm I'm good on Greg Van Rotten. Uh, I'm pretty good on him. I get he's a local guy and whatnot, but yeah, that, that was enough today. That was enough for me today. This offense needs a lot more creativity. We'll see what it does. I mean, Shanahan's system, right? Shanahan's system. It's here, baby. We're watching it. I don't know how much fun we're having, but we're watching it. That's for sure. That's one thing that you can't deny. 
last, third, final thing to take away from this game. This has all the makings of a long, long season, guys. And that's something I didn't think I was going to be saying coming to you today, especially after predicting a 24 to 16 win for the Jets today. I definitely did not think I was going to come on here almost eulogizing the season. But alas, here we are. And we do what we got to do anyway. And I appreciate y'all sitting with me for my own personal therapy today. I hope this did you a little bit of justice. I hope you got a little bit of off your chest throughout this as well. Let me know what you think on the Twitter machine at Zubeard77. As I have said multiple times throughout the day, I appreciate y'all listening. Please subscribe wherever it is that you found the podcast. Apple, Spotify, Amazon. Hook it up with a rating. Appreciate it a lot. Five stars preferably, but, you know, I can't I can't force you to do anything you don't want to do. But I thank you in advance for your support. And, sheesh, I, uh, I commiserate with you guys as well because I'm going through it. So, we'll get through it, guys. I'll be back to you on Tuesday to put a little bow on what happened this weekend. And start to get us prepared for next week because there's another game to be played. And there are actually another 15 more games to be played. So we'll have a lot more fun together throughout the year, I'm sure. I will catch you all next time on the Tom to Jets podcast. But right now, it's time for me to jet on out of here. So... With that being said, I will bid you adieu. And until next time, peace.